Hello, Miss Jessica. What's up, Elsie? Hey, 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 I'm a mountain mama now. I know, I love it. <laughs> Thank God you're a country boy. Because <laughs> you got you a farm and you got you a griddle. Right? I know, oh my Sun's God, yeah. coming up. Wait, how does that song go? I don't know. You know which one, though. Yes. Such a good song. And, um, yeah, and then my, my lovely other half, who is so handy, just built me two, like, tables yesterday for the kitchen. That's, that's actually kind of hot. It is. And then he's, like, you know, measuring, like, the counter stuff. Like, there's one that's, like, a standing desk size, and the other one's, like, perfect to my waist so that I can cut things on it and prep stuff. It's all, like, wood. It's wood. That's really hot, and I'll tell you why. Because I can't get Scott to stand <laughs> on a step stool and hang curtains. <laughs> And when I ask him why, he'll go, have you ever seen a short man on a step stool? <laughs> He's like, it's not even worth trying. That is hilarious. No, every so time I would like, love to see him build a table. That's so cool. Yeah. You can, can build tables and shit. It's I awesome. know. It's pretty amazing. So I've got all kinds of, yeah. it's, the, you know, it's a small, small little space. So we've got a lot of clutter kind of. At least organized clutter, you know, because oh. we don't really have places to put it. But, oh, my God, it's delicious. I love it. I love yeah. it. Your little house is fantastic. Yeah, and I'm going to have to go smash that cat who is being kind of obnoxious here, of course. As we Do you hear that? Do you hear that yes, banging in the back? I do. Oh, my God. Hold on. That's your kitty? Well, she's trying to open the door because she's obsessed that there's a bug there. So oh. Just give her the bug second. and let's go on with it. Okay. <laughs> It was actually my fault. I take responsibility for that because I moved something um, away from the door she's wanting to open to prop up my computer, and um, I forgot about her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, while you were gone, I Googled the lyrics, so now I know it's that um, he's got me a fiddle, and the sun's coming up, and there's cakes on the griddle. Oh. I actually made some some cakes on the griddle yesterday. Yeah, yeah, of course. It, Life it was ain't super... nothing but a funny, funny riddle. Thank uh-huh. God I'm a country boy. Oh but my God, yes, yes, it is. So anyway, uh, yeah, sorry. Okay, I, so we have a lot to talk. about. We do, we do have a lot of talk to talk about, and I, I kind we of want to yeah. dive into this whole mm, taking responsibility for the messages that you put out in the world as kind of the media, which is what we are. At this yeah, which is so funny because I just did a solo show last week about, um, or are you, you know, what your responsibility is as far as being positive or negative all the time, which is similar, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of, of similar stuff there. I, I kind of want to approach it from the due, di- due diligence perspective, from the perspective yeah. of Journalism. Journalism. Yeah. Isn't what I was talking about. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. You were talking. Well, we will, I was we'll, talking about attitude and just being funky and grouchy in general, really. Yes. But yeah. So, but yeah. because I just saw a very kind of like, I don't know, high, high profile, would you say? Because it was in the New York Magazine, um, you know, New York Times Magazine website. And it said, you know, what's behind the great podcast renaissance? Yeah, And it's so obnoxiously annoying to me and I get so angry with things like this because I feel, you know, with articles like this, that the reporters aren't doing their work. They're not doing their research. I'm not sure what happened here. It seemed to me that they got, you know, either they approached some high-profile podcasters or maybe the high-profile podcaster said, hey, this is a really good story because that often happens. And then they had a conversation with these high-profile podcasters that were, you know, doing great things in the space or maybe they heard that they were doing great things in the space. And then they went like, wow, it's getting popular. But that's only because they didn't notice this before. (laughs) Not because the reality of the situation is that there were years like, you know, 2009 and 2010 were huge years for podcasters. It's just that there weren't any high profile ones like this. It's just been grown. The industry itself has been growing the entire time. So it is a little bit, I don't know. It just kind of made me angry because there's so many of these podcast articles out there that are like, podcasting is back. Podcasting is not dead. 
You know, like it never right, and like for you, it never went anywhere, or left, no, or it, died, no, not at all, <laughs> not at all. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. And then they went on to uh, state uh, some of the reasons as to why podcasting has having this renaissance, and the number one reason that was cited by this reporter was cars. And I was like, what? What do you mean cars? Um, as far as I know, I mean, you know, there are some amazing things happening, especially with Stitcher. There's going to be a lot of cars. In fact, you know, Google, I think Google car, I don't know exactly the name of the Google product that is now part of cars. There is, you When's know. When's the last time you went and bought a new car? Well, this is what I'm saying. This is my point. That the next time you buy a new car, it's going to be... When? Like, I don't know. How many, how, how often do you buy a new car? How often do you buy I just bought one in September, but okay. before that, I mean, 10 years. Right. Right. And yeah. so th- the the cars that you're going to be buying are not going to be connected unless they are a new car. And even if they are connected, you know how hard it is to figure out how those things, not how hard it is, but how to, uh, how to change your normal behavior inside of a car. So Sometimes, you know, I'm listening to podcasts in the house. If I go in a car, I don't put a podcast on. Sometimes I'll just listen to the radio because you just turn the radio on or somebody right. else is running. So it, it requires a different kind of behavior. So that was my thing. That there, I was ready to jump into that behavior. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm tired of the radio. No, seriously. Wait, wait. Like I had a Honda Pilot. It was like 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, if I wanted to stream from my home, I needed an auxiliary cable and I had to plug it into this and plug it into that. And so I just bought a Volvo, like a 2015 Volvo, cause I'm having a baby and it needed to be safer. And it, it actually is not the most tricked out technological system. However, it has two things I didn't have before. One, Sirius. Right. And two, the ability to stream from my phone whatever I want. So like, so like if I, so not only can I like have Bluetooth and talk to you on the phone and have it go through the whole system, but like if I want to use Spotify, if I want to use iTunes, if I want to just play music from it, if I want to play podcasts, I can. Um, and it's free except for, you know, whatever, uh, data you're, you know, whatever data plan you have. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, but I, but having not had a car for even, even if it had been five years though, Elsie, like I'm, I'm pretty ready to like drive on a two hour drive now and be, pre- and be prepared with either podcasts or Sirius or just whatever. Cause Sirius, to be honest with you, like satellite network is not, it's not that much different than the regular radio. You can't find anything to listen to on the radio. You're not going to find anything much better on, on Serious XM either. Right. No, it's really no different. It's the streaming that makes it cool. It's the streaming that makes it cool. Absolutely. And I, I, I completely agree. So I am not disagreeing about the power of this, right? You yeah, see the potential. Deal. It's a, yeah. the potential is huge. What I'm, what I am disagreeing with is that the renaissance of Podcaster is based on this already oh, the happening. Car? Yes. <laughs> so it's not, the oh, whole point is that this is not that. already happening. It, probably will and i and i and i'm all for it i totally you know it's it yeah uh, it probably will most people will get a lot more used to doing that but it's not it's not happening because of of cars and no it's happening because of cars and phone and mobile phone yeah it's the mo i feel it's the mobile phone and um your ability to have data connectivity that's pretty uh broad yeah. Because before, I don't know about you, but I know that my plans didn't merit me being able to stream content because I would really easily like hit the roof on how much data I was consuming. Yeah. Right? No, you're totally right. And it's so mostly you know what, in fact, let's switch it. I would say if there was a renaissance to be happening, it would be sixty percent phone related and like twenty percent car related. Yeah, or yeah, absolutely. So but now this is what I kind of want to talk about. And it was really interesting because 
Um, I, I, you know, people did post about this in, in, you know, some of the, in our group and other groups as well, actually in the other uh, podcasting group, not actually all three of them uh, that I belong to posted this article and, you know, I would get irked. And one of the reasons I shared it, but I shared with like a caveat for she podcast and the she podcast page, something like it's worth a look because it does have some great coverage. And I think, and I'm really super helpful, um, thankful for the New York times covering it. And so I posted it over on the B school podcasters group and Dave Conry, who is the runs that, that, that group and is, is an amazing podcaster as well. He's got like this really cool, like art artist podcast, um, for people, um, that are craft, uh, crafty. Mm-hmm. Um, and he posted it, you know, and I, and I, he, he said, this is really cool. And then I was like, blah, blah, blah. And I just went in and like, you know, jumped on his parade. And then he said, you know what though, you're burying the lead a little bit because he said the whole point is that it's, it's a good thing that people are seeing this and it's, it's not really about the cars, Elsie kind of thing. Right. And, but then this is what I, this is what I was afraid of. Of course, there was another article the next day that, his the the whole uh, title was what's behind no, the whole title was connected cars revived podcasting says report mm-hmm. that and when you read that article all they do is they said there was an article on the New York Times magazine that said that cars were the reason for it but there's no data there is no data this is a, a podcasters I believe it's is maybe John Lee Dumas's uh, thought. Or, or our opinion that this is the case. And so he mentioned it. And then all of a sudden, this guy ran with it. And and he made a fact. And so this is what kind of makes me angry. Like, as a reporter, I would like to go back and see, like, oh, gosh, let's see if this if data can back this renaissance up to be due to podcast, to cars. So I don't know. Yeah. It just angers me in terms of bad journalism. I just don't feel that it's okay for people to just agree instead of doing their due diligence to go and do their stuff, their reporters, research, ask people, get data, actual data, numbers, see where their download numbers are coming from and all that fun stuff. In fact, download numbers, if you want to know some, because I actually added some to our show notes today. So this is from Libsyn Stats, and this is over, which is over 15,000 podcasts that we host, okay? So for September, 65.47% of the downloads went directly to mobile devices. So that's a new record for that. Uh, Just 34.49 went to downloads to computers, and that is a record low. So people are not consuming as much content uh, as podcasts on computers. And set-top boxes, which are like Apple TVs and, you know, Google, the the Chrome uh, stuff, um, is (laughs) 0.04%. And then um, in iOS, meaning all the iOS and Android download numbers, um, it is now 6.23 to 1. So for every, um, basically for every six downloads from an iOS device, there's one download from an Android device. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so in terms of that stuff, though, if you start to think about that and Apple software and apps, so that includes iTunes, that includes the podcast app, plus all of the apps that are part of the iOS ecosystem, it was 66.8% of all downloads come from Apple devices. Isn't that insane? That doesn't surprise me. That's crazy pants. So yeah. anyway, I mean, if you start to look at that, of course, the smartphone has revolutionized your ability to consume podcasts. And if I were to track things back, I would track it back to the smartphone, um, not cars, mm-hmm. just the smartphone. Because I, you know, there's people who listen on the train and commutes and, you know, while they're cooking and cleaning, while they're farming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That's, that's what I think. So, um. But uh, I wanted to bring it back a little bit now also to what you did with your solo show when you were talking about um, negativity and positivity. And uh, whenever you start to see how people tend to, when you were talking about people feeling the need to apologize after, even if they're right about something, you know, if you're like, 
state some truth or you get kind of riled up. Like with this article, like I got really kind of pissy about it. I was just like, well, it just really. I was just going to say, I hope you're not going to leave this and not talk about this article anymore. Cause I do think even though it's talking about a podcast renaissance, it's really yeah. negative. Yeah. We were talking, well, you were talking about, tell me how, how, how that is. Why it's negative. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So the re says here are the few possible reasons for the resurgence. The first is that today's podcasts are simply better. Most podcasts used to be really amateurish, two people talking about sports for an hour, but now the top podcasts are full-scale productions with real staff, budget, and industry experience. Another reason is that the economics are compelling, producing it doesn't cost very much, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, it gets into like the technology cars going online and people being more connected. But first what they're saying is, um, hey, people are actually paying attention and doing podcasts that have like money. Yeah. And I feel like, um, and, and in some of the different groups, that, you know, it's almost as if this particular article created a little bit of a panic because the post wasn't just... Hey, great podcast renaissance. Woo -woo. It was like, oh my God, our shows are all going to go in the toilet because now people are noticing Oprah has a podcast right. or this person or that person. And now we, none of us have a shot. Exactly. And I sort of feel like, hey, you didn't have a shot in the first place, really. <laughs> Let's be honest. Because well, those people were already dominating television. I don't see your face there. Like, I mean, is it with YouTube though? Like, if you like, you don't have any more of a shot dominating an area than anyone else does, unless you are different, focused, talented, etc. Like, and then I started listing like, you know, there's all these people who got who were able to pull ahead and be famous simply as a result of whatever medium they chose. Most people, for most people, that's YouTube. So the point is, you didn't have any more of a shot before, you know, Justin Bieber on YouTube as you do now that he's famous. Yep. Because you are either as talented as he is or you are not. You're either as funny as A.D. Bryant and can get on SNL based on your YouTube videos or you cannot. It's not going to be different. You know, you either have to carve out your niche and grab your audience and do for your audience what you've been doing. I mean, or you could just give up and say, well, now it'll never work because, like, Susie Ormont, she's had a show. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. And see, here, here's, here's what I didn't like about that statement. Because because of the fact that they basically said shows now are being that are being produced are much better than they were in the past but in, in all honesty i don't i don't agree no i don't agree i've been listening to high quality highly well produced podcasts for many years now they just happen to not be from like npr yeah <laughs> you know i mean i did listen to of course i love the npr podcast they're awesome of course, sure. I started listening to NPR when I first started to listen to podcasts. Of course. But then there were other podcasts that sounded just as good, and I didn't even know they were, in quotes, indie podcasters, you know, because I had no idea they weren't, like, faint. Like, they didn't have a studio. They made it sound so good, and that's how I got into it. So I thought that was, like, a slap in the face for people who have been doing this for a while. So that kind of made me angry. And then you're right about the whole economics aspect of it. With the expectations that now this gentleman was talking about and I have a feeling he was alluding to the kind of money that shows like Startup and Serial, which is like a, one of my favorite new podcasts now, of course, is that yeah. they're being, you know, they, I'm sure they're getting $6,000 an episode. That's exactly what the other one Good. was doing. So that's great. But are we going to go out and get a $6,000 sponsorship for what we no. have at this moment? No, right? So this is what kind of made me kind of upset because it was like, it was sort of... I don't know. It was taking, it was just taking the top tier of everything and making it as if now podcasts are now only for the famous people, for the people who already have an existing plan, like what you were talking about, people who are not us. <laughs> Every medium has shown that it's no longer just for the famous people. And the first show to do that was American Idol. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson, somebody who would never have a career 
if it wasn't for someone deciding that the average Joe is just as talented as the people that they're pouring publicity money into. And so they had a contest and she won. And then like, I don't even know who else was in that year, but like, what is it like 15 years now of American Idol? Yeah. And like, it doesn't even matter if you win. Some of the people who don't even win have been the most successful. Jennifer Hudson and, um, whatever, like, David Cook and Chris Daughtry, like some of those people, Adam Lambert, Carrie some of those, Underwood, right? Yeah, Car- yeah, she didn't win, right? Wait, did she? I don't did know. She? I think she did. Win, I, but she still. might have been one of the few that won that became successful. But like, it doesn't even matter. Like, like they just were given a shot. People like them. People notice them. All of a sudden, they go from farm girl to super famous. It's awesome. Or like. And then it goes on, like Top Chef, that girl, that big bird chick, Carla, who now has a show on ABC, The Chat, The Chew, whatever that, mm-hmm. Chat and Chew. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. But but uh, she's on a show with Mario Batali. Yeah. Every day. She's nobody. She's just a chef who was on a competition show. And now she's like got her own, you know, she's like Betty Big Deal. And so why can't that be... You or me on a podcast, like if podcasting is truly becoming that big of a deal and that much of a medium, why wouldn't they notice my show any more or less than they would notice this other show if it's simply because, oh, well, I should listen to this because the guy from This American Life is doing it, so obviously it'll be good. I mean, yes, that does make their show more likely to be listened to first. Right. But it's a gateway drug. No, you're absolutely to your right. your show and my show, right? Yep. I just so. feel that the poll, like, th- that's really my main point was if you're going to cover something, please dive a little bit deeper into the ecosystem of, of both things, both podcasters and yeah. podcast consumers. I think there's a lot of fantastic data. I think that um, if I would have renamed the article, I could have. I wouldn't have said Renaissance. I would have said maybe the future of podcasting looks fantastic or something like that. You know, because it was, I think, more futuristic in its tone, and they didn't do proper, you know, due diligence in the back. Now. Some of the things that I do agree with in terms of like some of the comments that I got is that, you know, um, one of our women, Rieger, on our, on the show, when she posted this, this, uh, on, on, on the Facebook group, she mentioned that, you know what, I understand what you're talking about, Elsie, and how this could make you angry. But at the same time, for me, she says that there, you know, she's having a hard time just explaining to people what a podcast is and anything that covers podcasting and makes people go like, what is that thing, podcasting? And it helps them kind of be a little curious about it. And they want to step into it a little more than anything that's good like that. I'm all for. So I agree with that. I agree that we do need to have a little bit more coverage, and I am thankful for the industry to be that is being covered. I just really want better coverage. I guess that's you know because it's my end. It's our industry. I want it to be at least well researched, for goodness sake. So I've been reading Entertainment Weekly for years, probably like ten years. I've gotten this and it's actually not that cheap of a subscription to a magazine. It's a weekly magazine. It has like um a list of what to watch that week on TV and it covers like all kinds of crap that's going on, movies and television, books, state. Now they have uh they didn't used to have books. They didn't used to have what what's on Broadway. Um okay. So yeah. so and it's and I like I, and I'm so addicted to it that it could literally be $2000 a year and I think I'd have to make a payment arrangement because oh my I'm, God. That, I'm that addicted to it. <laughs> so so what I've noticed though, so this is my point. In the last let's say 6 months. Uh they have this feature at the beginning called like the EW the Entertainment Weekly must must list. And it's only recently but in almost every week, they or maybe at least twice a month, they cover podcasts, mm. which which is something they they didn't used to do. So Serial is the most recent one. Yeah, um, I you love know, Serial, and they're making oh a big God. deal about Serial, and I can't and I and off the top of my head, uh, I can't think of another one. Although um, Who Charted was one also like. 
I think it's interesting that they're starting to include them in the must list. I think that's awesome. They've never done it before. It's a huge to me. It's a really big deal because it's like okay, yeah, who chart like the guy the guys who um, host who charted uh, Howard Kremer. I think is a is a stand up comic, although probably not that he's certainly not as successful as Mark Maron ever was, who also wasn't that successful. And then um, and serial is brand new. And I mean, even if it's only twice a month, it's still people are going to look at that and go. Oh, that's next to Mindy Kaling's new book, or that's next to, you know, you know, number eight is the podcast serial. They'll figure out how to listen to a podcast. It's yeah. huge. Yeah, that is really big. It doesn't have to be my show for it to be a big deal. And you know what? This is what's really interesting, though, because now I did not know that. I think that maybe if a reporter went out of their way to go start to research this kind of stuff and see like, oh my God, you know, Entertainment Weekly is reporting on podcasts. Let's see where else podcasts are being talked about that they weren't in the past. Let's see how many, you know, and and to start to kind of see it from like a bird's eye view perspective of how it's infiltrating different parts of the media and not just one. I think that would be a great article to see. It would be awesome. Wouldn't it? And they have it. Right. Because, right. And then, right, this guy could have done better for sure, for sure. It's a short article. It's a really, yeah. Well, actually, you know what? It's not that. Well, the next one is the one that I told you, the one about the the, the whole article is based on the initial article. And those kind of articles really make me angry when somebody reports on something that's not well founded on any kind of research. And then they just say like, well, this article said it. And that's their headline. It's like the lamest thing in the world. So anyway. I will say this, though. There's a little one line. Mm-hmm. In this article, it says, when you have Ira Glass going on the Tonight Show to talk about podcasting. Yes. And you know what? Yes. I saw that and I was and I was like, I wanted to go to New York City and propose to Jimmy Fallon. Oh, my God. But, but – oh. <laughs> Because he's the first – Yeah. It's not even news. I know it's the Tonight Show and it's not news, but it's a hugely watched – Show. Crazy big deal yeah. to have a podcast or a host of a podcast go on the Tonight Show for the purpose of talking about the podcast. Ira Glass would go there and talk about MP. He doesn't have to talk about that. Yep. To have him on just to talk about that was like a flipping miracle. That is awesome. And see, this is what I wanted from that article that we just read is what yeah. about a link to that? What about uh, a link? It is. It's linked? Is it linked? Uh, I, yeah. Okay. Because I was just thinking, like, why can I see this link to this thing? Maybe I was reading it on the, on the But anyway, well, good. Well, I'm glad that he linked to that. But I think that yeah. is a lot more Words interesting. Yeah. It's, it's going on the Tonight Show. The, that part is linked. All right. So, it doesn't say, like, here's the link. But it is linked. Okay. And what yeah. is it linked to? Does it it link links to the, to the YouTube video of Jimmy interviewing our okay, about Okay. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. Well, good. Because then it's that cool. would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's good. I mean, I think it's cool. And when I and I when I saw it on the Tonight Show, I was excited. I was like, "Oh my god!" Again, like like nobody who ever watches or whoever listens to Ira Glass or Serial or Who Charted is ever going to find my show in a hundred years. I mean, because my show is about business. Unless I get an entertainment show, right. those are the ones that are going to soar first because they're getting more attention. And you know, my show is a business show, but. Hey, man, that's cool. People have more than one interest. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But see, when I started, I started that way as well. Like one of the first shows that I downloaded was really like an educational show because I wanted to learn something. Right. And then I saw NPR and I'm like, oh, these NPR shows are awesome. I'm so glad I can take it with me. And then I kind of like dove straight into random things that were interesting. Right. Then you're like, like, wait, they have parenting? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's exactly what I did. So it wasn't just about getting stuck into that. It was about overall. So yes, we do need an eye on this. Well, absolutely. And I think, and I'm yeah. super grateful for that. And I, I agree with Rieger about that, that it just yeah. at least makes people curious about what that is. But then one of the other comments that I made as well is the fact that, you know, for, at least for me, I don't know of anyone who is, has, you know, the cars like we were talking about before that are connecting that are listening to podcasts on the connected cars. Like I don't, I don't know anybody. I know of people online. Give it like three years. Yeah. Well, that's, this is exactly what I'm saying. I mean, that's the thing. Like for me, like 
I just bought the car. Right. Like two months ago. So I even haven't done it yet. And I'm a podcaster. Right. You know, but like, um, in six months, hopefully I'll have done it a couple times. In two years, it'll be just as common as, you know what I'm saying? So like, you, but like if they're only just now, the two, four, 2014 and 15 models are really the first ones I think that consistently across the board have the ability to do it. Yep. And so if that's true, um, you have to wait for people to either, you know, not to get a used car, which is going to take a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Or when they do get a used car that it has the capability, which will be 2016, mm-hmm. 2017, right? Yep. So I think by the, you know, by the t- 2020, um, podcasting will be just as commonplace as anything else, as television or whatever. Yep. So kind of like thinking about having it be commonplace and starting to see, like we already know or have seen uh, in celebrities in the podcasting world. We have, we have seen this, you know, we, we now recognize certain names that they're constantly thrown out there, right? And maybe we will also start to have to deal with people who are in some way misrepresenting people like those people from Audello, Right. That oh, took Don yeah. Lee Dumas's image, and well, they they interviewed him a long time ago, and then made it look like he um, endorsed their product. Oh, we'll see. Isn't that exciting? He again? never even touched the product, right? Yeah. So you know, there so there's that. Yeah, exactly. So th- this that's what I'm saying. It's there comes a point now because podcasting is becoming more well known. Now there are you know people who are selling products like Audello, which is at this point in time, I believe it's a it's it's a piece of software. It was it's downloadable yep. software. It's also a web app, and it also has a mobile app that can. Uh, like do everything for you basically that's the way that they're selling it although all those things that they're selling for you together there are you can do anyway for free and well it says basically grow your customers with ease build mass engagement explosive list building yeah so i think that it's you know it's aimed at business people it's aimed at internet marketers that want to work with audio and i think that they're kind of capitalizing on the podcasting term because it's getting so popular and are using people like you cuz you could you imagine somebody interviewing you and then all of a sudden launching a product with your interview? With my face on it. With your no, face I'd on it. I'd be super pissed. Right? I'd be furious. And he was furious. He, it, he, did, he sent them a cease and desist. Yeah, see, that's not cool. <laughs> it's, he sent them a letter from a lawyer. Yeah. That's why I feel like they're not cool. Well, so it says, okay, the features. Everything you need to record, schedule, publish, track, or import your podcast free with GarageBand or Audacity. Yeah. Powerful drag-and-drop audio page editor lets you create viral engagement. What does that mean? Does that go on your website? If so, that's free as well. Well, see, well, see, this is the other thing that I was talking about as well. We were, I just gave you the numbers of how many people are listening on mobile and how many people are listening on the computer and how that keeps dropping. So this engagement is not happening on the mobile. This engagement is happening on the computer. So it's like, if you're listening to a podcast, are you inputting information in there? Are you doing call to action? We've already discussed this, the fact how hard it is for people to take action with your podcast because they're usually doing something else. Trigger. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. That's it. No, no, no. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Trigger buy buttons or opt-in forms at specific times during your audio. So in other words, let's piss off the people who are listening to your show by 10 minutes in forcing them to opt in in order to hear the rest. Well, no, no, no. That's this a is flipping awesome idea. No, no, no. I don't think that it's like that. I think it's like, all right. So let's say they're listening to our show right now. And let's It'll say just pop up. Well, it would be something like with my, you know, upcoming holiday thing that I have going on in like five days. So let's say I'm going, Hey guys, sign up for my holiday podcast workshop. Yeah. Sign up, sign up right now. And then, Instead you'll of stopping it, yeah, you'll see the little like opt-in thingy majigger pop on your website, but it won't stop the audio. Like it'll just so I could see how kind of kind of that would be kind of neat. So if I his say, face is still on there, <laughs> I know. Well, I don't. Yeah, and I yeah. I'm, I mean, I, 
I, I wish that I could have a firsthand experience with the software so that I could really, you know, talk about it. And all I know is that it seems like it's just another one of those products sure. that are out there that are very well marketed and very well um, affiliated because now if you even just do an Odello search, you will get... I know. It's all affiliate links. It's all affiliate links. And it's all PR. And it's all really awful English. Like if you go to any one of those things, like you're like, this person doesn't even speak English. They've just put these things together and maybe copy pasted from their affiliate package from somewhere. So, yeah. Anyway, so I, I don't know. It's, Uh, uh, well, I guess we've made it. Looks like we've made made it. it. That's weird. So. (laughs) Exactly what you were talking about. Um, No, I mean, this is the kind of thing. Oh, and I can't even, I hate when I put the, I also hate when I, you can't go to a page without it making noise. But, um, it also, it also annoys me that, um, the, yeah, that you can't, you can't test it out for free. And, and I also am the type of person where it's just like, you're going to have to really prove to me that I need it. Show me why I need it. I have yet to see why. I saw, um, you know, my friend Danny Pena from um, Gamer Tag Radio, yeah. his team bought it, you know, and he like from the day after he got it, he, he's like, what do you think of Audello? And he said, check it out. And he changed like there were two different kinds of players that he could have on his site. And it looked kind of neat because it's, um, um, you know, it, resi- it resizes depending upon what screen you have. It's got really great share buttons. You see a player that plays nicely. So, you know. That's nice, but it looks exactly like the Pat Flynn one. You know, the smart passive player or smart passive. I don't know. He's yeah, got a smart I player. Yeah, I like something. that too. The, actually, I thought that player was really nice. It's just that it doesn't come. It comes in like blue and green. It didn't match my website. So I was like, I have to return this because it's so off-brand. It looks awful. <laughs> so I bought it, but I've never put it on because because I don't have time. I mean, uh, it's good. It's a a nice player. It's a nice player. Yeah. It looks nice. What I'm saying is that the Aldella one looks kind of nice like that too. It's square with the big buttons and it just seems like now everybody's going to want to do a player that looks just like that. Like, I don't know. It's a, it bothers me. And I, but I do understand because I, I understand why people like we had another conversation from one of our, I believe she's one of the newer she podcasters because I haven't heard from her in the past and she, her name escapes me at this moment, but she had a question about how to get um, her podcast into iTunes from her WordPress page. Right. And so when she said, how do I get my podcasts into iTunes? I thought, oh no. So for her podcast (laughs) is an audio file at this moment on her website, right? So she doesn't really have an RSS feed. She just has the media file. And so, you know, it's a little bit of a challenge for, to explain the whole RSS feed. You need an RSS feed. You need a host. You need, and she was like, isn't there a push and play button where I can just upload to iTunes kind of thing? And I'm like, oh no, iTunes doesn't host your stuff. (laughs) So I understand. Yeah, because you know what's my favorite thing in the world? When people just make up technology and then ask for it. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. <laughs> it happens so often. As a web designer, you wouldn't believe the amount of people that are like, wait, so I can't publish my blog post and have it automatically go to Google Plus and Pinterest and Facebook and Twitter? No. No. Well, can you, can you, is there a plug it? No, because I'm not magic and you just made it up. Yeah. Sorry. Or you have to code it yourself. No, and it's yeah, and it's sorry. true. It's, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen like that. There's a lot of things. And so what Aldello's trying to do is do that. They want it to kind of, yeah. But they're not a host either, are they? Can't even tell. Are you there? Did I lose? Yes, you? no, I'm here. I'm here. Oh. Everything you need to record, schedule, publish, track, or import. Import right. to what? It doesn't say. I think that what they're doing is and see, Page this is, editor. This is why I wanted to kind of know about it a little more because I think what import means is that they import your RSS feed, right, into Audello. And so that way uh-huh. you can then do all of the work inside of Audello. So whenever then right. if you publish, then it auto-populates the existing right, RSS feed that says, you have. It says, well, it says uh, integrates with... SoundCloud, Amazon Web, Libsyn, 
S and then Amazon S3. So you have to have a host. Integrates yes. with yes. your host. You it do have say to have a, you do have to have a host. Magically integrates with WordPress. Doesn't say magically integrates with Squarespace. Nope. Or anything else. No. And it also, you don't just magically have it in iTunes either. You have to submit your own podcast into iTunes as well. So you can get as much of the fields. You can fill out all the fields into Audello, but you have to manually go do that as well. So there is going to be a lot of information that needs to be added from you as a user as well. Um, It's just, it's a challenge to be able to have to teach people about this. And also, I saw another article come up about their terms of service. Even though they were alluding it was Audello, they never named Audello. Um, that the terms of service are a little bit wonky, a little bit funky, like that they own your stuff or whatever. I read the TOS S's, I guess that's how you say it. Um, and it seemed like, um, they are keeping people when they're, when people are, um, um, making suggestions for Audello, creating new, uh, workflows with Audello, um, giving ideas to the team that they have control over that, that the ideas are theirs from now until the end of time. So even if you leave Audello, they can keep all that stuff. You know, for those of you who are itching and burning to spend $200 on Audello or who are trying to figure out ways to still swap reviews or get higher or get more or monetize or sponsor or whatever. I want you to just take five minutes and take a deep breath and think, how can I make my show more awesome? Yeah. And then focus on the other stuff because you can't focus so much on what it's going to bring you all the time. It'll bring that stuff will come. But when your show is awesome, not before, you can't think of you can't think of like what your show can bring you from the second it starts. You have to think about how the show can be super awesome. I just listened to a webinar and I wish that I had the name of this, but it's actually from my gosh, it's a sort of like an independent radio it's kind of like an NPR, but independent. If you, w- I don't even know if yeah. that's even possible because NPR is kind of like national I'm public radio. But yeah. So, um, and it was, I've never heard of this. And, you know, because I'm a fiend about stuff like this, I, I, I was very intrigued by the woman who I'd never heard of before. And she um, I, runs the content strategy for this company. I think it's called PLR, PRX, something like that. Um, and they were they ran a Kickstarter, and they are basically funding all of their storytelling podcasts via Kickstarter. And I believe that they have gotten funded like ten times over, like like in the five figures. Mm-hmm. So um, she's got some um, experience on this, and what she said was very intriguing. And I had to listen over to it twice because I thought, like, I think I really like that. She said, "Don't think about." your podcast as a platform, think about your podcast as a product. You are the platform. So you are the platform. Your podcast is a product. So it's a totally, it's like a completely different mindset because a lot of people are kind of teaching more like your podcast is kind of like your platform kind of thing. And when she put it in that perspective, then it was a completely different thing because think about how you get products together and how you put services together. If that's something that you are doing, you don't, you kind of do it for with a different um, setup system. You do it in a completely different way. And I kind of dug that to some degree. I like thinking about the podcast sort of like a product, but I don't think it's product you sell. I think it's what you're putting out. I don't know how to explain that, but I really, it really struck me. What do you think about that? It's a little bit crazy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. If, and after I listened, cause at first I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I think she's right. After I, I started, I started to hear like the the whole way of how she was setting up the, the the shows and talking about how she preps her guests, not her guests. What am I? I'm sorry, her hosts, because she really kind of manages a lot of different hosts and how they prepare prepare for their shows and the kind of work that's being put out there as a radio kind of like you know 
network. So um, it was very intriguing for me to hear it from that perspective because I was all ready to be like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't don't agree with that. That was my first reaction. And then as I sat with it, I'm like, I think I kind of – Why didn't you agree with it though? Because I always was thinking like that the podcast was like my platform. That's how I get the word out. Like that's how people get to know me. Like I, I was putting all the eggs into the, into the podcast being my platform instead of me kind of being the platform. And then the, the way that the fact that the product is something that's tangible, something that can be kind of, uh, looked at, not necessarily as like something ethereal, but something that you can continue to work on, invest in polish, grow, Are you talking about expand. like the, but so for you, what would the product be? Like the workshop that you're doing? No, no, no. The product is a podcast. So meaning it's not, I'm not talking in terms of monetizing it and like making it up. Like there, I think that's a, no, I know. Yeah. You know, yeah, like you. there's a different meaning that I'm trying to convey here. So it's not product as in. No, but I'm not that smart lately. You have to go slow. <laughs> Cause there's like, <laughs> I know there's the, like, like the fruit of your labors. Is your product okay? Yes, okay? Yes. So like like yes, that's yes, the, yes. you work you work you work and then the Pro, yeah. you produce something. So that's the kind of product I'm talking about, as opposed to the okay. product of selling something. Yes, that is okay. just on the its product, own, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Because there's I think it's two different things. So it's like after you work your deep. butt off. I know it's totally deep. Oh my god. Why must I always go into the depth? The only reason I'm saying that is because you're like, I, I didn't think of my pro- podcast as a product, but I'm just like, I don't, I guess I'm still sort of like, but why does it make a difference how you phrase what the end result is? It is a podcast. It's still the product of your labor, but it, your product of your labor is a podcast. Right. It's just that it was a mindset of mine. It was like, instead of thinking of it being like a pro, like I was just thinking it was more something produced. Yes. Something like platformy, like that, that, I don't know. I don't even A platform is more than a podcast though. I guess that's why, because now I'm being technical and semantic. Yes. Semantical. Because to me, a platform is not just a podcast. If you have a podcast and that's it, you don't have a platform. Right. Your platform also consists of, um, your online activity on Facebook, on Twitter, where, where, you know, for you on Instagram, for some people on Google Plus, your platform is also like your email list, your website, and um, your services that you offer, or even if you don't offer any services, like access to you, all of that is a platform. Right. Books. Yeah. All of and that you write stuff. Books, yeah, yes. all that shit is a platform. And so I think that part of it is the, the mindset that I had in the past that was, was just thinking about teaching about podcasting as a platform. Period. Yeah. Period. And so instead of keeping it open, sort of like the way that you're talking about, and kind of stepping it back and seeing the the bigger picture, I'm going to have to link to that. Um, webinar. It was actually, it was very good. I mean, there were a lot of things in it, except she did talk about some numbers about uh, how much it costs to produce the kind of shows that she does. And it was kind of a little like, oh my God, it was like, like $20,000 for a show, you know, like on the cheap end, it was like $6,000. If you're going to be doing like a one, one person show, like just sitting behind your computer and recording for the kind of budget that the kind of production volume that they were looking for. Yeah. So it was very intriguing. I was like, wow, those are big numbers. <laughs> yeah. Woo. So, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's the, I actually think you've touched on what bugs me about going back to Audello and people who are obsessed with Audello is like, is like, they're so much more concerned with their platform than they're in their product. Yes. Yes. So much more concerned with their platform than their stupid than their show. Not their stupid show, but I mean, like, it's exhausting. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, I'm always exhausted, but like, just the, <laughs> it, to me, the, because it's not just in she podcasts, like you and I are in a bunch of different podcast communities and the, and the, I feel like it's almost like, I don't want to say badgering. Because I also, again, maybe less tolerant than normal. But, like, I do feel like those groups 
have constant badgering about how to grow platform and the shows are super new. And I just want to be like, hey, why don't you have a good show? And then hopefully your platform will build. Yeah. How about... Yeah. Yeah. Stop building your platform before you've opened your face and said something interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a great place to... Quote me on that, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So eloquent. That that would be so eloquent. We should have that be part of maybe the title. So, Because this will be a really great place to kind of end this one and and yeah, to think yeah. about you know two questions for you guys one of them is you know what is what do you feel is your responsibility in media um especially now with with your platform that you have going on yeah. with your product of this podcast yeah and you know what about concentrating a little bit more on your content than than the numbers for a little bit. What does that make you feel like? Because I know that it's going to freak people out in terms of being able to measure success because for some reason the measurement of numbers and somehow is like, you know, whether you're doing yay or nay, right? And it's kind of one of the only things that you have to be able to measure if what you're doing is okay. Yeah. So. Because I hate to say this, this is going to be a little bit of a truth bomb that may be painful, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. Do it. I've had a, my own business since 2005. It's been online since 2007. I've had a platform for a very long time. And so if you think it's not a reason why my show is successful faster, you're wrong. Mm. I've been building a platform for almost seven years. And that's why I can, that's why so quickly within a show, I can be like, oh, you want to advertise on my show? Here's how much it is. Cause I have a platform. I don't have to build it already. Right. I already have that. And so it's like, if you're starting a show from scratch, you, you will not have all of that at one time. And if you don't have a platform first, you have to base that on whether or not you're, sh- I mean, I'm not saying I can afford for my show to be junk. Right. But, I, but I'm saying it's, it went. It will be faster for me because I already had an audience. They were ready. They were there. Yeah. So, yeah, so the audience is important. If you don't have that yet, yeah. So what do you guys think? Ladies, please yeah. let us know um, about Ouchie. these ouchies. And um, <laughs> we, would love to, we would love to hear your thoughts about that. Platforms, uh, journalism, media, and what that means for podcasts. All of it. All of it. Yeah, all of it. Yes. So you can give us feedback over at feedback at shepodcast.com or you can contact us over on the Facebook group. You can, um, you know, just ask us to be part of the Facebook group would be great. And um, let us know what you think. Yes, please let us know what you think. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I think Elsie said the rest. Yes. (laughs) I did. And if you guys, and if you want to, you have five days, five days to sign up for my uh, podcasting workshop for the holidays. Um, And you can find a link here in the show notes to sign up for that. Uh, And it should be a kind of like a really fun time for you to kind of rebuild your platform in a way way that's going to finish you strong. So this is not uh, getting your podcast ready for next year at all. This is not what that's not. It's It'll be a just, super cool learning experience, yes, though. You guys that, will love it. Absolutely. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to thank you very you. soon. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh.